got a message that I think is going to really help a lot of us today. Say amen. amen. Say I need it. Praise God. I do too. Amen. Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for this word that you're going to help me with today. And I thank you, God, for it. I pray, Father God, that it doesn't return void, but Father God, that it just, people don't see me, but they see you. Hide me behind the cross today. And I give you thanks and praise and honor for it in Jesus' name. If I have to cut this message short, uh, it's because Christy put a roast on this morning for lunch. And she didn't put a lot of water in it. So, Carlos, you thought you sm smelled electrical around here a little bit ago. Pray for us. <laughs> so, I'm here after church if you need me. But as I go down the road, pray, because uh, we don't want that thing to burn. Amen. Here we go. So, here's a question. The title of the message is, The Fear of Fire. Um, and it's going to be a totally different thing from what you expect. You're going to think, okay, you know, uh, fire purifies and this kind of thing. I'm not preaching on that at all. Here's what I'm preaching on. Does your daily actions and your personality reveal that you have a daily walk with Jesus? Think about this. Does your daily actions and personality reveal that you have a daily walk with Jesus? Here, I wrote this down upstairs a little bit ago while Megan was teaching. I wrote this down. If, if I tracked your steps, if I tracked your footsteps, if I tracked your footsteps every day, where would you lead me? Where would you lead me? It, it's not me, take me out of the picture. Where would... Where, what dark holes would you take me down? What, what places would you take me to? And, and, and then, let me ask you this. What should your daily walk look like? So we got three things here on the table. Does your daily actions and personality reveal that you have a daily walk with Jesus? And if I tracked your footsteps, would you lead me into a bedroom where you're having sex with a man that you're not married to? If, if, if I followed your footsteps, would you lead me down a path to where I would be looking at pornography? Because I'm following your footsteps. You're, uh, we're not following God's, I'm following your footsteps. Or if... If I followed your footsteps, would your footsteps take me down to a road, uh, into a room of gossip and dissension and hurtful words? None of this is the church. Megan said something in her, in her, in the connect group today, and, and she said, whatever Satan is, God is not. God is not what Satan is. But we talk a lot about him, Barb. We talk more about what the devil does more than what God is doing. So right there, that tells me that we're, we're in a situation here where 
We're fighting off things that we don't need to be fighting off things because we're the church and we don't have to fight things off because we're the church. You say, well, I fight things off all the time. Well, let me tell you something. John Christopher, our son, when we were out, uh, we were yesterday getting rid of all, taking all that playground equipment, and he came up from Lexington, and, and him and Jay and I were talking, and John Christopher looked at him, he said, why can't things always run smooth? He said, well, because there's a devil. Well, and I spoke up, and I said, yeah, but we're supposed to run smooth and wreak havoc on the kingdom of darkness to where it doesn't run smooth. See, the kingdom of darkness doesn't, has no power over, I guess, this is bugging me. I, I don't know if that goes down or not, but it's like raised up and I keep looking at it. But the, the forgive me. <laughs> it's not your fault. I'm just looking over this. Every time I look, there it is. But it's like we're supposed to be pushing back the spirit of darkness. We're the aggressor, not Satan. Satan's powerless before us, but man, does our words give him power. Our words give him so much power. So here is how our daily walk should look. In Galatians chapter 5, 22, 23, it's on the screen. And here's what it says, Galatians chapter 5, 22, and 23. This is how our life should look. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Salvation is about love. God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever would believe on him should not, should have everlasting life and should not perish. Joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. Now, long-suffering is patience, gentleness is kindness, goodness, and faith. So, I go back to the question is, does your daily personality, does your daily actions and personalities reveals that you have a daily walk with Jesus? Because if it does, Galatians chapter 5, 22 and 23 would reveal it, that you would have love. Not, tolerant, not tolerating people, but love people. Joy, peace, long-suffering, patience, gentleness, kindness, which is what that is, goodness, and faith. Now listen to the, what verse 23 says. Meekness, which is gentleness. How gentle are you when you deal with people? How gentle are you with, when you deal with people? Temperance, in, in verse 23, is self-control. Do you have to click it? Smoke it, snort it, read it. Do you have to do that? The Bible tells us that we have self-control. Now, every one of us in some point of our life has to deal with self-control, whether it's with food or whether it's with spending or whether, <clears throat> whether it's with, um, you know, whatever you may be dealing with, you're going to have to deal with self-control. But one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. So if self-control exists, that means to control self. <coughs> well, I just gave him a piece of my mind. They, they did me wrong, so I gave him a piece of my mind. 
I one-upped them. I'm making sure that they're not going to get ahead of me. Well, so my question is this, is are you controlling self? We say, well, I, I'm trying. Well, but the word try is failure with honors. The enemy to, the enemy to excellent is good. And so this, this is what I'm trying to, trying to explain to you. And, and as we get into the, the scripture here uh, in Exodus chapter 34, see, your countenance, write this down, your countenance reveals his presence. Your countenance, the look on your face will reveal his presence. How you handle yourself See, integrity is not measured by what a man or a woman does in public, but what a man or a woman does in private. Exodus 34, because we're talking about the fear of fire. In, in, verse, in Exodus chapter 34 and verse uh, 29, listen to this. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand as he came down from the mountain Moses did not know that his skin on his face shone it became radiant that means his face had a presence that presence was he had been with God he had been talking to God. So when you define the word radiant, it means sending out light, shining, or glowing brightly. Have you ever seen somebody that, that resonated the love of Jesus on their face? Or, you know that there are some people, before I talk to them, I'll glance at their face to see what kind of mood they're in. And these are church folk. Hmm, should I talk to that person today? Or am I going to get my head bit off? I'm serious. Me, I try to be constantly consistent. You can ask Christy. It's very rare that I get ruffled. Andy and Megan have seen me ruffled a couple of times. Well, probably more than that. Probably a whole lot. <laughs> move on but I work towards that I work towards the radiant of, of, of having the Lord shine through me so when you look at Exodus chapter 34 and 30 Aaron and all of the people of Israel saw Moses and behold the skin on his face shone and they were afraid to come near him. That's where the title of the sermon came. The fear of fire. Fire will purify the soul. The, the Bible tells us that the eyes are the mirror of the soul. So these people... If you go back and you read uh, in, into, 
into what Moses said before he went on to into the Mount Sinai area, he called those people a bunch of stiff necks. That's what he called them. So he goes up and is with God, and his face showed it. And people were afraid to get near him because of his presence. Do you know that this will happen to you if you've been with Jesus? There will be people that will avoid you because they don't want what you have. But if you look like the world, people will come around you. But yet the Holy Spirit will draw people to you and there'll be no fear. In verse, in Exodus 33 and verse 11. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face. As a man speaks unto a friend. Listen to that. Have you ever read that before? And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. I have the utmost respect for God. I have the utmost respect for Jesus. I have the utmost respect for the Holy Spirit. I, I reverence the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is now on earth. Jesus is in heaven at sitting at the right hand of the Father. And can sometimes God be tough on you? Absolutely. Tomorrow is the anniversary, the 10-year anniversary of my mom passing away. 10 years ago, some of you all were, were with us then when this happened. Spar I mean, just happened. I mean, her heart stopped. Mom, just she was in church with us on Sunday morning at Mud Fork. She passes away on Wednesday. And throughout that, that week of, of, of working on her funeral and, and getting the songs together, making breakfast when we went back to, to mom and dad's house, there was three different times that I felt my mom's presence. And you could think, well, you were overcome with grief, you were overcome with this. No. I felt my mom's presence three different times. One, while I was cooking breakfast after she had passed away, and mom spent a lot of time in the kitchen, and I turned around and was getting ready to ask her for a paper towel. I felt her presence. There was a second time that I was working in my office at the house on the funeral, on the funeral and I felt her presence again. And then the third time was when Lindsay and I were working on one of the songs that she was singing, that she was going to sing during the funeral. I felt her presence again. And on the way to the, the funeral home for her service, the Lord spoke to me going across the St. Albans Nitro Bridge. I'll never forget it. I could take you to that place. And he said, I've allowed you to feel your mom's presence three times. He said, but you'll never feel her presence again. He says, and I don't want you to grieve. That's what she told me. That's what he told me. He says, I do not want you to grieve because I have a work for you to do. I, 
I loved my mother. But I got to be honest with you, I hardly ever think about her. I don't believe that our loved ones, and this is just me personally, but I don't believe our loved ones are looking down, shining down. I've heard this so many times, you know, that all they were looking down on me and they were this and they were that. I, I don't believe that. Because if they were able to look down, then they would see the sadness of you and they would see the sadness of the world. And in heaven, there is no sadness. There is no sickness. There is no pain. There is no suffering. Now, <clears throat> can I tell you that there were moments, the first year, the first three months, walking around in a, in a, in a, in a fog, trying to get my arms around this thing. Certain things would happen that would set you off into tears, and, and, but then you, you got over it. Then there was the first Christmas, then there was the first happy, the New Year, then there was the first birthday, and there was all these kind of things, and, and she wasn't there. When God told me not to grieve, <coughs> he meant it. I've got a work for you to do. Now, there are many people that when death happens, and look, it happens, and if it hasn't happened to you, it's going to. Unless the Lord tarries, somebody, in, somebody is going to die in your family. A husband, a wife, a child, somebody is going to die. A mom, a dad. Do not strike deals with God. That says, if you let mama live or if you let daddy live, then I'll serve you all the rest of my life. There are people that have walked away from God because they said that God didn't keep his end of the bargain. Well, my God has kept my end of the bargain and he helped me through the death of my mom. And we celebrate her, her life, not her death, but we celebrate her life. Because I can make one of the dumbest comments that I've ever made right here. If it was not for my mom, I would not be here. <laughs> but as I walk with Jesus, and as you walk with Jesus... Our face should resonate him. Have you ever spent time with somebody? I, my dad used to get on me because there was a, there was a, uh, I used to spit real bad. I used to spit. Like I'd walk three steps and spit. I'd walk, I never chewed or, or rubbed snuff or anything. I just spit. I just, you know, walk three steps and spit. Walk three steps. Dad said, quit spitting. He's probably watching. Him and Nelly are probably watching. He probably remembers it. And, 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 but I picked that habit up from somebody else. He said, every time you spend time with such and such, you start acting like them. Tim Morris's mom, who is a dear friend of mine to this day, tells me that I'm a good influence on him 
because he's the dumbest person in the world. So every now and then, Sandy will call me and say, you need to spend some time with my son. But who you spend time with is who you act like. And do you resonate and do you have the appearance of God? Because Aaron and the people of Israel saw Moses and saw that his skin was shining and they were afraid to come near him. Why? Because of the presence of the Lord. And then we read, like I said, back it's on the screen of Exodus 33, 11, Face to face, I, and the Lord spake unto Moses, face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. In, in Exodus chapter 24 and verse 17, now the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on top of the mountain in the sight of the people of Israel. Let me tell you something. As you walk with Jesus, the Shekinah glory of God will burn out the imperfections and the sin that you betray. The more that you spend with God and the more time that you allow him to purify you and allow him to burn the imperfections and the things that you struggle with inside of your life, as you walk with him, those things will go. I promise you. The people of Israel still didn't get it. Seeing the appearance of the glory of the Lord upon that mountaintop, seeing the presence of the Lord on Moses' face, you don't have to go to Daytona Beach to get a suntan when you're with the sun, the S-O-N, not the S-U-N. Mom would be proud that I got that right. S-U-N, S-O-N. But when you look at Acts chapter 2, so let's, let's switch from the Old Testament to the New Testament. In Acts chapter 2, 1 through 4, and when the day of Pentecost arrived, and they were all in one place, all in one accord, not a Honda, but they were all in one accord. Pastor Jay's been teaching on this. Uh, he's teaching a series entitled Jesus, Semicolon, Together. <coughs> I, I encourage you to go and listen to it. Because what, what he is teaching is that as we are spending time and as people uh, were in the upper room, the 120 for 10 days in the upper room, understand something, this was a time of being uncomfortable. Why? Because I'm sure that there were people in the 120 that didn't like each other, that had to work through a few things. There was probably a husband and a wife out of the 120. We don't know who all they were. That They were maybe having a spat that they had to get over. Look, for us to see God move, we have to be in one accord. <clears throat> we have to bury the hatchet in many things that... that you may be offended by or, or somebody has maybe done you wrong or, 
or you wrote a country song about it. You've got to learn to get over that because how can we see a move of God when we got people within the church that don't like each other? How? And then, I've heard people pray this. They're Christian brothers and sisters. They pray, Lord, I pray the wrath of God down on them. They're a brother and sister in Christ. You got to be in one accord. We got to get on the same path. And here's the path. <clears throat> here's the path. We find out what God wants and we do it. <laughs> no agenda. Find out what God wants and do it. Verse 2 says, and suddenly, say that with me, and suddenly, there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. The divided tongues of fire appeared to them, and it rested on each one of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. So my question is this, what does fire do? Do you know that pure gold is clear? You, you think that the gold that you wear is, is pure, pure gold is clear. We don't see it very often. But God uses the test and the trials and the reality of our faith to purify us as precious metal. Let me read that to you again. He is going to take the trials and the tests and the reality of our faith as a process of purifying us as a precious metal. If your Christian walk is sometimes uncomfortable, good, it should be. You say, well, why should it be? Because God's working on you. If you go to say something or you feel like that rage is coming up out of you and, and, and then you catch yourself, that's good. If, if the rage or, or the, or the self-control feels like that it's going out the window and, 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 then you, and you think, whoa, 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 I need to bring that back in and, into perspective, and you do, that's wonderful. That means God's working on you. Like he's working on me. I've not arrived. He works on me all the time. There's times I walk through the house. I'm thinking, okay, Jesus. There's times that I think, okay, I, I need to, to do this. You know, Christianity is not about what you have to quit, but it's sometimes about what you have to start. <clears throat> Even in the trials of life, your faith and your face can still prove that you have been with Jesus. Even in the midst of the wreck, even in the midst of the fire, even in the midst 
of the horrific trials and struggles that we've all been through in our life. You can still have a glow. You can still have a glow on your face. And you know what that means? I've been with Jesus. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet today. If you've got something that you're working on in your life and you don't think that you're where you need to be, the altar is open. It's a place where things die. Come to the altar. Bring it to Jesus. Say, and, and let me tell you something. If you keep failing, eventually you're going to get it right. You're tougher than you think you are. You're eventually going to get it right. But when people look at you, they should see Jesus. They should see him. They should say, man, there's something different about you. What's happened? Well, I'm glad you asked. I met a man named Jesus. He changed my life forever. Jesus, we thank you. We praise you, God. Well, for this sermon. Lord, I, I thank you for safety today. Uh, this whole day could have turned out different uh, on the highway this morning. And Lord, you protected us. I don't take it lightly, Lord. I thank you that angels have been given charge over us. I praise you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for your provision. I thank you, God, for, for what you do and how you bless and how you're putting things into place that we're going to see people come into the kingdom, people delivered, people set free. If I followed your footsteps, just like I said at the beginning of the sermon. If I followed your footprints, it's the evidence of where you're going. If I was following your footprints, I would hope in your travels that they would always take me back to the foot of the cross. In Jesus' name. What do you need today? The altar's open. Come, pray, ask him to help you. He wants to do big things in you. He wants to do big things in me.
need to come and pray. When it seems you're all alone. I've tracked your steps. But they lead me to the altar. When you feel you can't go on, just raise your hands and say, Greater is He that is within me. And you can praise the hurt So grateful, Lord. So grateful. You can overcome by the blood of the Lamb. By the word of your testimony. You know, praise will get the devil on the run faster than anything. When you're going through it, just praise him. When you're having a rough time, just praise him. Spend time with him. Let me tell you something. Great things are ahead for you that will seek the Lord. Father, we love you. We thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for breaking hearts. Father God, and mending, mending hearts today. God, help us to be what you've called us to be. Lead us, guide us, direct us, God. And Lord, we, we don't want to ever do anything to grieve you, but to only bring glory and honor to you in every shape or form. Father, I thank you for what you're going to do and how you're going to bless us. And Lord, help us to, to know what you want and then us do it. And Lord, we thank you for it and we praise you for it. 
in the name of Jesus. Amen. Over the next